The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Oh, GeekShowPodcast.com. Welcome to it. Brand new episode. We try to get these out, and we have so far only missed once or twice in the 10 years we've been doing this. A fresh new episode for you every Monday. And uh, this is a good one. Uh, Jay drops by for some broken news with me. And uh, our returning champion, uh, Rebecca Frost, is here with us still. name of the episode is Mary's Poppins, which you will find out why coming up here in a moment. Uh, now, there was something I was going to include in Broken News that I neglected to. And so since I forgot, I, I told Blake I was going to do this. And so I'll do it here at the beginning of the show. Blake Castleman, you all might know him from, uh, from FanX. Uh, he's one of the programming, uh, he's the head of programming there, the panels, you know, the guy who puts panels together. Well, he's also a filmmaker, and he's got a movie that he's been working on that is being released on Tuesday. It's called Adopting Trouble, and uh, it will be available on uh, digital, DVD, and Blu-ray on Tuesday. It's uh, something that he's worked very hard on, and he's very proud of. It was filmed and produced and shot entirely here in Utah has a mostly Utah-based cast and crew, uh, rated PG-13. It's a uh, comedy about a convicted felon and his wife that kidnap a pregnant woman as part of a scheme to force her to have a baby for them. It's a comedy. (laughs) Uh, So congratulations to Blake. And and again, this is available on like uh, Amazon and and wherever you can get your uh, your on-demand films. Uh, But it's called Adopting Trouble. If you have any questions, go to rarelegend.com. And uh, most of your information should be there for that, so you can see this movie. And congratulations to Blake for getting that out. I know he's been working on it for a bit. All right, let's get to thanking our sponsors now who make this episode possible. Of course, Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, open seven days a week. The whole service is free. With that, you get a 10% discount on purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. They are at 2043 East 3300 South. It's Christmas time. they got a lot of great uh, toys and stuff there uh, to give for Christmas. Also, for your Christmas gift giving, you can't go wrong with Cabin Fever. I go there every year, uh, serving you, the Wasatch Front, for over 35 years. They want to take a sec to say thank you for your continued support. Located in the heart of the historic Trolley Square at the corner of 5th South and 7th East, Cabin Fever is so much more than a geek gift store. Also, the Twin Sons Cafe, I saw Daniel this week, as a matter of fact. Uh, He has started a GoFundMe campaign for the cafe to generate some working capital. He needs a beer and wine license and things like that. So if you go to GoFundMe.com and search Twin Sons Cafe, S-U-N-S, Twin Sons Cafe, a link will pop right up there. Also, Black Velvet Boutique, they have finally moved just a block or two away, but there you go, 595 South State Street in Clearfield. They're open seven days a week. And go and see them and mention uh, Radio from Hell, that radio show I work on, for special discounts. All right? That's Black Velvet Boutique in their new location. Also, Haster Games, they carry the best selection of all the latest board games and magic products. They will also buy your pre-owned board games and magic products as well. They're at 6831 South State. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday, noon to 5 p.m. On Sunday, it's a great place to stay and play at Haster. Also, the Mystery Escape Room at the Gateway Mall. Book your escape room today at mysteryescaperoom.com or by calling 385-322-2583. Use the code GEEKSHOW, one word, for 15% off of your purchase. Also, Booze Teak, located at 315 East Broadway in downtown Salt Lake City, open 11-ish. 
to 7, Monday through Saturday, and you get 15% off your entire purchase. So you tell Ivy or anybody there, Geek Show says, hey, you got a lot of great, uh, you know, wine keys, aerators, decanters, all kinds of wonderful things in there. Uh, you know, Belgian beer glasses, antique drinkware. I love it there. Uh, so go see Ivy. All right, let's get to the episode Mary's Poppins, a message or two, then please to enjoy. This is not your everyday cafe, and this is just one indication. F***ing delicious Twin Sons Cafe is. Go eat there, you should. Mexican-influenced Americana cuisine, daily specials, and they're still rocking home delivery, along with a full-service catering. Find comfort food in a cafe inspired by a galaxy far, far away. That's Twin Sons Cafe in Sugar House, 2305 South Highland Drive, just across from the liquor store. Open from 8 to 3 p.m. daily, except Tuesdays. Get details online at twinsonscafeslc.com. Hugs are free. Twin Sons, not your everyday cafe. Out of this f***ing world, its food is. Mystery Escape Room in the Gateway Mall specializes in theatrical escape rooms with fantastical live actors and immersive, fully built sets. Don't just play an escape room, make it an adventure into your favorite stories. From Grimm's Fairy Tales to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea to their newly opened Ancient Crypt Mystery, there are stories to explore. Can you solve the mystery? Book your escape room today at mysteryescaperoom.com or by calling 385-322-2583. Use the code GEEKSHOW, one word, for 15% off of your purchase. Geek Show! Geek Show! Geek Show! Ah, welcome to the basement. Oh, boy! It's good to be here. Oh, so full. (laughs) Still? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So much Thanksgiving. I, if, if, you are, if you are still full this far after Thanksgiving, it could be medical condition. Yeah. Oh, boy. But hey, man. Yeah, if you're full stomach lasts more than six hours after Thanksgiving, you should consult the doctor. I have terrible insurance. I'm just going to walk it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do with all my pains. I made soup. <laughs> I, was it ice soup? I just got back from got my scotch. mama's house. Mm. You did? Yeah. Oh, we was, oh, how we, were things? It was in Virginia. <laughs> we, we did it. She's like, wait, okay. why is your shirt so fucking green? Did know, you say that to yeah, you? Yeah, I'm still wearing the same shirt. Did you guys have pie? We had, nah, my mom, she makes she make good shit. Like, I, like, I already know what we're going to have. We gonna All have, right. What we had was peach cobbler. What we had? Yeah. <laughs> I already know what we're going to have. We had peach cobbler. We had like a blueberry thing that she make. Oh, a, blueberry a blueberry thing? thing? Yeah. That, like that, a, no, that's what she call it. Is that's, it like a crumble? Yeah, no, it, but, she it? Call, but she called it boo, blueberry thing. That blueberry she made. thing. Is right. it a dump cake? No, it's like it's a blackberry, blueberry, and poisonberry oh. thing that she makes. That sounds oh, wow. really good. No, it's, it's really good. And, so, uh, how are we all getting to Jay's mom's house? Yeah, yeah. I mean, can I send how you did with we get there? Can I send you with Tupperware and well, then you just bring it? I mean, I, I probably will bring some shit back. Me and Kat, like, we'll. Well, I mean, like we we already brought. Hey, y'all brought y'all this hey, shit. Hey, thank you. Hey. I came from I came from the future oh, with my cousin Jody Whitaker. Just get the just get the tents. Thing, the oh, there's blueberry thing. Get the tents right. Get the tents right. <laughs> no, but but my mama called it the berry thing. Yeah, that's, <laughs> the that's the berry thing. That's a crumble. Yeah, it's a berry thing. Right. This berry crumble is crumblicious. We gonna call it the berry thing, everything. He calls it the berry thing. He's Jay Whitaker. I call it the berry thing, everything. What's up, y'all? I'm, also, you gotta say what you're thankful for. I'm, oh man, shit! Uh, I'm thankful for uh, Wu Tang. Uh, <laughs> no, for real, like I really am okay, thankful huh? for Wu Tang. Like Shannon looked at me uh, quizzically, and <laughs> quizzically, but not <laughs> but not quixotically. 
Yeah, but what? that's quick. Um, I am. I am thankful. For, I am thankful for the Geek Show listeners. I am thankful for we have we have some great fans. We have some great fans. I'm thankful for all the people that come to the shows, and then um, I'm thankful for people that follow me on Instagram at it's Jay Whitaker, and then um, I'm thankful for uh, my my friends that on this show. I'm thankful when you get close to the mic. Oh, <laughs> oh! Now you gotta turn. Oh, Jesus. oh, because it makes you do. Because it makes you do fucking work, Tony. <laughs> I had you turned up all the way, and it was still quiet. But I was trying to be intimate for yo, man. I'm trying to provide a vibe. It's like how Carrie does the fireside uh, chat, now, man. Now I gotta turn you down. Yeah, but see, oh, my, Wait, ba- my bad for making you do your fucking job. I was. Transported. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was transported, and I felt like I was there, and then Tony had to do work. And he just sucked the air out of the room. Blue bear, my I'm, I'm bear dang air tang. I'm the worst. I know. <laughs> you fucking. He's you. the worst. He knows. <laughs> That's right. He's quad T. Too tall, Tony. Check out my worst tweets <laughs> <laughs> at quad T Tony, or my other uh, podcast, The Gadget Spot, which is second worst. <laughs> There's, I'm sure there's got to be a worse podcast we, out there. We got to we got to nominate you out for worst Utah. Ooh. Don't do that. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> but what are you thankful for? And I'm thankful for the Geek Show podcast. Yeah. That's hey. it? That's it. Oh, yeah. You got a wife, man? Oh, I'm thankful <laughs> for my wife. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. I'm thankful for Jay. <laughs> and I was going to say, like, fuck, man. I'm like medical technology and Heck shit? Yeah, I'm thankful for medical technology helping out my wife. She got a spinal cord implant. Yeah, she, yeah. Yeah. Well, she about to be she a robot now? She's a cyborg. She is about to be bullseye. Yeah, she's bullseye she has man. a charging pack that robot? she can wear on her side that is charges. Is she a robot cop? Yeah. Is it helping her with her pain? Yeah, it is actually. That's so oh, good. Yep. Did she, she jump higher? Uh, Did she run faster? No, she, I wish. We're still holding out for that cyborg tech. <laughs> it's the DLC. Yeah, that's the, you like, have to, you have to pay extra like, for that. You're like, we're just cool that she doesn't hurt anymore. We're just like, <laughs> we just like she's feeling that's better. Good. We like that. I feel, I feel like that's what we're gonna get with technology. Is like we get a, we get like some in, enhanced upgrade, and, and there's a DLC. Yeah, like, you know. Well, they already would have you, that for. Would you, uh, would you like a skin for your fucking uh, Tesla Model S's? If you buy the base pack, you can pay an extra five thousand dollars later at any time, and they. Go into the software and extend your battery life because what? it's blocked by software. Wow. Was it an iPhone? As you would think. I mean, mm. seriously, it's, it's straight up. You can pay an extra like five grand and like, okay, you have an extra 40 miles on your range. That's <laughs> depressing. And it's like, That's that was there the whole time? Come on. Mm. That's uh, Shannon Barnson. Hey, what? <laughs> hey, What's going on? What you thankful for? Hey, I do a pub quiz on Wednesdays. Let's just get that out of the way. Okay. Are you thankful <laughs> like for it? it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good, pretty good time. Blow off some steam in the middle of the week. All right. Lucky 13. You know. Eight o'clock? Eight right? o'clock, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's pretty How good. How do we get there before that, though? Probably. Want to get a table. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, we're inside now. You know what? I would say get there just like just before seven. Yeah. Like and noon. And I'd get there at noon. Just like camp you know, out. And then... Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. way you're not trying to answer questions and eat a burger at the same time. That's bad. It's so hard. You do the burger first, then yeah. answer the question. You gotta so have hard. your mind so ready. Yeah. Brain food. Free. So yeah, that and uh I'm thankful for uh my shitty job that has <laughs> lots of breaks. That yeah. is one of the silver That's linings right. of yeah. your job for yeah. sure. You got some breaks. The, like one of the few. <laughs> yeah. So five days off, uh 
just sleeping off that uh, bo- that 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 berry mess, whatever that was. It's oh, so good. The berry thing, everything. Berry thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you. I'm thankful for decent elections too. Decent ish. Yeah. Could have been worse. Could have Pro- been worse. Progress. progress. It was close. It's progress. Yeah. Uh, hi, Lee. Hi. Lee George Cade, everyone. How are things? I'm all right. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. I know you've been a significant part of my life for a very long time. It has very, been a very while. long time. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the friends that I've had for oh. such a long, long time and people that have helped influence and guide me. That's regardless nice. Regardless of my reckless indecision. Lee's life. getting real. So, no, it's cool. I mean, I've met a lot of people. In the, <clears throat> there's some really good people in the world yeah. uh, of, yeah. of all kinds of persuasions that mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed meeting. So. Uh, and one of those one of those things has led to some really interesting things. I've I've become a contributing writer for Bleeding Cool. It's something that uh, Jeff Counts is probably slamming his head against the table right now because yes, Jeff, that's my one hundred thirty seventh job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he has a tally mark on he his. Does. Oh, he on his. Uh, I, Jeff Counts is like he's got another fucking job. Yeah, it's in his name. And that's, he's that's got a tally. That's only the, <laughs> that's, right. that's only like my fifth job this year. So that's how it happens. <laughs> so. Jeff, Jeff Counts has a picture of you and like strings going over yeah. different yeah. jobs. Yeah, it's, it's, it, so there is a book. I, I have talked about it before. It's called Sham I Am. But the problem is I keep getting new jobs. So it's really hard for me to f- write f- about all the jobs. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like there's some parent that's uh-huh. yelling at what the meaning you ain't got no motherfucking job? Lee George Cade out here getting all the motherfucking. Yeah. He got a job. <laughs> yeah. Lee George Cade has 725 yeah. jobs. Motherfucker got 137 jobs. <laughs> so you know, be- between uh, between the writing gig at Bleeding Cool, where I'm Sorry covering tabletop games okay. and all kinds of other cool stuff, um, <laughs> also actually working in the game industry as a painter in residence at Shiv Games in Murray. So if you ever have questions about how to paint, what kind of what kind of painting you want to do, or just about tabletop games in general, come mm-hmm. on down, hang out, Thank say you. hi. Thank you. I'm actually living my best life right now. Good. Living my best life. I, they seem like way less yeah. angry. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, the anger's still there, but it's like it's focused into creativity yeah. now. You're like so. me, like me, you and Banner, right? Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. always angry. Always angry. Yeah. Always angry. Our returning champion, Rebecca Frost. Sup, y'all? She in the Welcome to my show. No, demoted. You got demoted. No, sorry. The ham demoted. I'm just waiting for a coup. <laughs> Another hold coup? Up, I'm holed up in my basement <laughs> with my toys <laughs> and my cap shield. Come she's got, at me. She's got a bunch of voting machines wrapped up in her basement. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come in here. <laughs> uh, what you thankful for? Yeah. Uh, I mean, to sound like a broken record, you guys. Aww. Aww. Yeah. Man, that's it. That's it. That's just heartfelt. Yeah. You guys accepted that answer from her, but not when I said it. Yeah, man. Cause Shut you- up, Tony. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> well, shit, it's her show. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's, I'm not married. Touche. Touche. I'm yeah. trying to help you out, bro. <laughs> I, I do My know bad somebody. for trying to help you out. No, no. I, My I bad for making you work. I appreciate it. I know, I know somebody who's married to amazingness. Our host, Mr. Craig Jackson. Oh, it's Craig Jackson. 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 Thank you. Um, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. What are you thankful for, Carrie? Uh, well, the missus, of course. Uh, because she, I would not uh, be doing. You'd be dead. I, I would be. <laughs> I would be in debt and dead. So that's how. how but so like, that's what I was supposed how, to do. Yes. How would you be uh, dead? I would be in debt, dead, and poorly dressed. How would you be dead though? Because like, I probably would have offed myself oh, because of shit. my debt and poorly dressed. Or he yeah, would have yikes. forgotten to feed himself. That is a nice yeah. shirt. Yeah. Dang, I'm yo. rocking with the penguin. Yeah. The no, penguin uh, and, I, and my my wife and I have had multiple conversations about how uh, how freely you spent your way through life uh, when when you were a young man. 
Yeah, I did. you had a, you had a decent income, and I did a few things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that should be your memoir. I did a few things. I did, I did a few things. Carrie <laughs> Jack. I, I, I did a few things Monday through Fridays, <laughs> five a.m. Look what I did. There you go. Um, yeah, Lee knew me when I was poorly dressed. And someone bought, passed that bottle of Pat Ryan. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, it's it's really hard not not partaking of this because the Patron Silver is amazing. Mm-hmm. But, it's really uh, good. Lee doesn't ride that horse. I anymore. just really like the sound it makes when they pull the cork out. Can you do you it in front of the that? microphone? Oh, uh, oh let me turn you, it up. Let me yeah, turn do it up. you have the fucking do it? Oh, oh, that's so cool. Love that sound. That, that I wish energy cool. drinks made that sound. You should try sound. some. It tastes almost yeah, as good. Yeah, Tony, try some. Sorry. Have some Tony. Just don't give me a give me a half. Give me a half. Come on, Tony. No peer pressure. Yeah, come um, on. Well, since <laughs> since we're cool since we're talking about all the feels. Yeah. Oh right. no. Uh, like here we go. Hat. Yeah, uh, well, hat. this is incorporating some geek news as well, but right. it incorporates to, the feels. To all the feels I felt before. So, uh, uh, Michael Chabon is in charge of Star Trek now. Yeah. Okay. Michael Chabon uh, from uh, Cavalier and Clay. I think so. Yeah, that author. Yep. Yeah. I just Rebecca's on it. She's I saying. actually Since just Tony's finished that. I just finished that book today. Oh, oh God, he's shit. back. Yeah. Holy shit. He found out we did the show. <laughs> yeah. You're, I heard you talking shit. <laughs> he smelled me. He smelled you. I heard you talking shit, bitch. Hudson, no like. Side, <laughs> side note, The Amazing Hudson Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. Good book. It's a oh, great book. Very good. Suddenly this turned into a Kevin It is Smith. Michael Chabon. All right, he is one mind. of the authors I'll of that. Just, okay. <laughs> no, I was, it's okay. I was just talking. Okay. <laughs> Do it. So tell me about Star Trek. Uh, yeah, so uh, he's in charge of Star Trek, and uh, he's talking about the uh, Picard series. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a in a lengthy interview on CNET, uh, he explained how uh, he wants his version of Star Trek to uphold Gene Roddenberry's utopian vision of science fiction, the idea that humanity can overcome its darker drives and move toward a brighter, more promising future. Mm-hmm. Uh, given the current political climate, Chabon thinks that it's time to give humanity hope, and Picard might be the hope that we're looking for. Yep. I think we have this East quote here. I think we have this responsibility to continue to articulate a hopeful, positive vision of the future. I think if anything's more important, I think if there's anything that's more important now than it was during when the original series came out, a positive vision of the future articulated through the principles of tolerance and egalitarianism and optimism and the quest for scientific knowledge. To me, that feels fresh nowadays. Yeah. He goes on to say that, uh, you know, he's going to, talking about canon and things like that, but... uh, he says, any Star Trek writer, any writing room on any Star Trek show after, uh, let's say, the original series had a responsibility to consider canon, to know your canon. And at the same time, this is true when you're dealing with any kind of canon, there are always gaps, there are cracks, there are contradictions, there are mysteries that we never get to hear the explanation of. And when people allude to things in canon and don't give it any further explanation, I think it's important not just to view canon as a barrier to try to find the loopholes, you find the empty areas. And you find the things that canon doesn't seem to have anything to say about, and you say it. And if you're really lucky, you get to be working on a Star Trek show, then what you write becomes canon. Uh, He also goes on to say that in these times, I think we need Picard more than we need Kirk. Yes! Captain Picard is the hero that we need right now. He exemplifies in some ways even more than James Kirk. And I'm not going to get into the Kirk versus Picard argument, because I love Captain Kirk. He was my first captain. But Picard is even more of an exemplar of everything that is best about Star Trek's vision of the future. He is a great leader. It, it, and you know that is... Well, he's like, your captain. Yeah. He is my captain. Mm-hmm. And um, a leader should inspire you. Yeah. You know, and, and it, 
and he did like like he his stuff was well so well thought out and he never thought himself a better of like any of the people that he was working with mm-hmm. right like he was working with his crew and i can't believe i care this much about a fictional character <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> no but it's the truth because yeah. i've had you guys uh, at the sev we our leaders are only there for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. and they get randomly switched out. Yeah. My first captain was the same person. I was like, I'm working with this person, not for this person. Mm-hmm. We are like trying to propel ourselves forward to do the right thing, which was a very different experience after working at Burt's Tiki Lounge. Mm-hmm. Cause I was working oh, for Gold to Cot. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Right, yeah. you both said yeah. the same. Character. Oh no, he's that's, that's the truth, it's right? We, There's wow. no, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, all the way down to falling for the pare thing and you know, throwing <laughs> Cisco into a wormhole. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but like every other leader I've had after that, it's just been them trying to get their dangerous mind movies. I'm just gonna say, really? It. Oh, okay. Yeah. you I know see, what I mean. I see what you're saying, and I'm just like, I got spoiled, and like, who is? Like, have you guys ever just had a great boss? I know you've had at least one great boss. I've had, yeah. I've had, a, I've had two I've or had three, yeah. 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 And, and, and when you've had a great leader. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a great fucking leader. Yeah. And then you get a shitty leader. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're just like, and this is some bullshit. And, and I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I went from a great leader in James Facer to then Simmons. Facer and, uh, yeah. was amazing. Facer, I remember, Facer is still amazing, I'm yeah. guessing. I, I remember after the second big-ass show, I mean, I, I, I worked my ass off. I was exhausted. No one gave a fuck because I was just a grunt there on the ground. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting at the fairgrounds, and he walked up and handed me a beer and sat down and talked to me for like 20 minutes. Yeah. I was just completely blown away because why the fuck would he talk to me? I was like, I saw you busting your ass today. Thank you. I was like, cool. That's a leader. That's somebody mm-hmm. who finds the dude who did the most inconsequential job of the day. And gives you a beer and says thanks. No, I mean, I, he, he and he was always he he taught me to be calm in the storm because you know yeah. we'd we'd be in the middle of a situation where these you know it's like there's you know a big big trouble and he'd just look at me and go don't worry about it son that's why I have a lawyer right and I'm like oh right oh he's gonna fight for me mm-hmm. awesome yep. right well for so, me I've gone to the uh, the difference of when I first worked at the job if the door opened up I was like oh. It's cool. Mm-hmm. If my leader was coming in to check out what I was doing, yeah. okay. right? But now, when that door opens up, mm-hmm. like, and even if it's a kid coming back from the <laughs> the bathroom, they don't need to go to. We know you're not going to the bathroom, <laughs> right? <laughs> that door opens up. I go, huh? even though I'm not doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. I've so, got uh, that. Like, I just started a new job, but I've had such bad experience with previous leaders. That like every meeting we have, I just expect, okay, what the f- what did we do wrong this time? So you haven't had a good leader so far, yet? not really. Yeah. Really, that's yeah. weird. There's oh, a that's different. A there's yeah. a difference between a leader yeah. and a boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I one hundred percent. In my years in the military, I've I've had different commanders. We've we've. You I know, can only imagine what, yeah. what that's like. Yeah, and I've had the privilege of the like I I I've been lucky. I've been very lucky. I've only had maybe two. I've had it like let's see, one, two, three, four. about six commanders, and only maybe one or two that just were kind of mm-hmm. 
sketchy. And uh, but like my first commander, I mean, it, it, he, he, you think you think Captain Kirk, and you think Picard. Mm-hmm. He, uh, shout out to Lieutenant uh, Dan. No, no, Lieutenant <laughs> Colonel. He, uh, I think he's, I think he's probably retired and probably, or maybe promoted. But uh, at the time, he was Lieutenant Colonel uh, Robinson and uh, Smokey. And uh, but wherever you are, man, you're you were an amazing commander. We stopped. Put it this way, my my tour to Iraq, uh, we're coming back. Mm-hmm. He requested. God, I should not be telling you guys this story. Oh, um, I shouldn't. Then don't. No, uh, is it going to no, get you in no, trouble? It's not going to get me in trouble. Oh, okay, okay, that, you, that's you, what I was. You would about. really, you would really have to know logistics. Okay. Um, uh, Mongo, who if you're if you're listening, you can tell me if this is a if, Mongo. I've got yeah. a surprise. Mongo's here. Hey! <laughs> He's in the time closet. Hey. All right, go ahead. Sorry, I did. I, I legit looked over like, <laughs> oh what? shit. <laughs> like, no, ahead. but um, Mongo, if you're listening, you tell me if this is a bad commander. Uh, this this the commander found a a reason. We're coming back from Iraq. He mm-hmm. found a reason to ground the plane in Ireland for. A day or two. Oh. Just just found a reason. Oh, nice. So you guys could blow off some steam, yeah. right? Blow off some steam. That's awesome. Blow off some steam. We're, the mission's done. We're on yeah. our way home. You're on your way home. And it de- just, you know, just for just for not not a long time, but just a, f- a few hours for us to get off the plane, stretch our feet. Go in, to a pub. In the Dublin International Airport. Oh, wow. And bought rounds for every single airman that was in the entire plane. And just said, "This one's on me." That's a good leader. And if you don't drink, hand it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And he, and we all that ride back, coming from Dublin back to the state was the shit. Mm-hmm. And and but I mean, like I could and but I think of when I think of yeah, he was a great leader, not just because he bought me a few beers. That that that's a good start. It helps, yeah. but it does. <laughs> but I mean, like a great leader. I mean, you 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 is remembered. A great leader is. In, in guides and instructs he was mm-hmm. he was yeah he's in a position of power and he can easily hey turn that wrench and get the mission on board but he'd be, he'd be happy to hey mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. me how this works you'd, t- you'd probably take a bullet for that dude easy i yeah. put that- it this way that was 15 years ago yeah. or, or well, actually 10 years ago but i mean like but yeah like it um but he was one of my first commanders and I still remember to him to this day because he was a mm-hmm. great commander. He's a great uh, leader. I, I would take it a bullet uh, for Tracy Vandevetter. There you go. Yeah. That, you know. I've had I've had both in my um, working career, and the single silver lining I can find actually for having a terrible boss is it sets a new high water mark where you like after this. You know, oh, this other guy, he's not so bad. You know, that's the only <laughs> I, silver that's, lining. That sounds like what Rebecca's going through. Uh-huh. Yeah, but once you do get that one one boss that you're just like, dang, this guy's awesome. Like, it, your job goes from a job to a career, what it feels yeah, like. Yeah. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. I, I have two bosses right now, and it's kind of wild that, you know. Working, the the work, off-base commander? No, working for Caitlin Booth is, is kind of interesting because we've been friends mm, for a long time. Yeah. So now she's. Well, she's, now that's a different dynamic. She's my editor-in-chief, so that's, that's kind of interesting. See, the same thing happened to me with Sue Kelly. Right. Because we were friends forever, and then and then I started working for her. She was a great boss. She's yeah, no, so far but, she's been great, really supportive. Yeah. She's like, just just write. And, but that's so the, cool. Cool Shout part is Caitlin. about the the game store that I'm working at. Uh, the guy's a social anarchist. The guy that runs the place, yeah, just like me. 
Ah. So there's a there's a pretty good chance that we're just going to be oh, talking dear. about uh, you know <laughs> when the glorious when the glorious people's revolution comes. <laughs> we're so excited, oh, but right. really we we get distracted by dice. Okay, so. so then before we go to commercial, uh, a better leader, Kirk or Picard? Picard. Cisco. I'm going Picard, man. Cisco. Star I mean, Wars. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> I'm going to say yeah. Lieutenant Colonel Robinson. Yeah. There you go. There you go. No, I love no, Picard. Like, really. like, like he. He was like I I learned an awful lot from Picard. I really yeah. did. Um, you know, even though Kirk is still my guy. When I find out who assigned me a female yeoman, no, <laughs> he had his flaws. If, uh, <laughs> if y'all had Smokey uh, at the helm, yeah, or not at the helm, but I mean, like leading the uh, Kirk. Kirk yeah. also said, uh, "Mister, there's no room for prejudice, or there's no room for discrimination right. on my bridge." No, there's a lot of Kirk quotes that yeah. I I constantly bring right. up, yeah. but I also bring up Picard. And Picard quotes. is just a more evolved Kirk because it was yes. a different time. Exactly, and Cisco's just and a like badass. Kirk was actually pretty evolved mm-hmm. for a white male in 1960. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah. there's, there's some interesting things. Like if you watch the first couple of episodes of the original Trek, you'll realize mm-hmm. the very very first Kirk episode and the Jeffrey Hunter uh, Pike episodes. The women were wearing pretty much the same uniforms as the men. They're they're a little blousier in the shirts, but they were wearing pants. And in the very first episode with Kirk, they're wearing pants. And it was it was uh, NBC that said, "No, we need to sex this thing up a little bit." Yeah, Roddenberry yeah. Roddenberry saw he a, was a future. It. Right, he wanted his number one was a woman. Yeah, Pike had pants. a second in command that yeah. was a woman. So that whole, if I find out who gave me a female yeoman thing, <laughs> that was probably NBC trying to sex the damn thing. Probably. So they, they didn't see that future quite as equal as he did. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, Kirk, uh, uh, you know. What Cisco does, was the best. He, I think so. <laughs> After these, these messages, we'll be right back. Back. Dr. Bolt's Comic Connection for the month of November 2018. Let's see what we got going here. Green Lantern by Grant Morrison. In the debut issue of this new series, Hal Jordan encounters an alien hiding in plain sight and sets off a chain of events that rocks the Green Lantern Corps and quite possibly the multiverse at large to its very core. There's an intergalactic conspiracy afoot as well as a traitor in the Green Lantern Corps. Will Hal Jordan be able to solve the mystery before it's too late? Firefly. Captain Malcolm Reynolds, a defeated soldier who opposed the unification of the planets by the Totalitarian Government Alliance, will undertake any job, legal or not, to stay afloat and keep his crew fed. Find out how his story began as Boom Studios delves into Mal's past, how he met his first mate Zoe, and the real truth about the War of the Unification, the intergalactic civil war that divided friend and family alike, focusing on family, loyalty, identity, and the price of redemption. Uncanny X-Men, the X-Men are back with a new series again. The new ongoing series kicks off with a 10-part weekly epic. The flagship X-Men series that started it all is back and better than ever. Starting with the mysterious and tragic disappearance, the X-Men are drawn into what might be the doom of the mutant race as we know it. X-Men disassembled. And on Kickstarter now, Rowdy Recall. Rowdy Recall is an exciting memory game that is fun for the whole family, simple and easy to learn. Rowdy Recall features fabulous restored artwork from the golden age of comics. Live on Kickstarter now, it's Rowdy Recall. Open seven days a week. The hold service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. 
Holiday party season is upon us, so it's time to make ready. Boostique has your wine and cocktail essentials. Expand your home bar. Make a drink of the night with bitters, mixers, cherries, simple syrups, cocktail shakers. Plus, get a recipe book at Boostique for inspiration. Wine enthusiasts will love waiters, corkscrews, aerators, and decanters. Boostique also features vintage glassware for all kinds of drinks, coupes, Glencairns, and all types of beer glassware, including Belgian beer glasses. Go say hey to Ivy at Boostique. They're located at 315 East Broadway in downtown Salt Lake City. Open 11-ish to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Mention Geek Show and get 15% off of your purchase at Booze Tea. Our favorite locally owned sexual wellness resource has moved to a new location. Go check out the beautiful new Black Velvet Boutique at 595 South State Street in Clearfield. Now when it comes to sex, as with any healthy relationship, good communication is key. Being confident in the bedroom is sexy, and knowledge helps you get your most confident, sexy self. Black Velvet Boutique's helpful and friendly staff will answer your questions and find out what you need, or they'll leave you to your own devices. It's entirely up to you. Enjoy the best parts of being an adult with intimate bedroom toys and lingerie from Black Velvet Boutique. Go see the nice ladies at the all-new Black Velvet Boutique on 595 South State Street in Clearfield today. Visit them and uh, mention... The radio show I work on, Radio from Hell, for special discounts. Ask our friends at the store for details. Black Velvet Boutique, their new location, 595 South State Street in Clearfield, or you can go to blackvelvetboutique.com or call them, 801-525-1583. They're open seven days a week. Black Velvet Boutique. It's cabin fever. Hey, during the month of November, why not grab a thank you card if you're going to a family or friends for Thanksgiving dinner? November's also a great month to send someone a quick surprise note to say thank you for their support, love, and kindness. Located in the heart of Charlie Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East, it's cabin fever so much more than a Thanksgiving card store. Let's all pitch in and make it a thank you month. Thank you for being a fellow geek. Thank you for all the laughs. Cabin Fever has an array of ways to say thank you during this month, from hilarious blank cards, sincere and heartfelt thank yous, to Thanksgiving-specific cards meant to thank the person who makes all that great holiday food. By the way, Cabin Fever thanks you, fellow meeks, geeks, and freaks. You make their days pleasant, and you're just so gosh darn likable. Cabin Fever is located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East. Make sure you tell them Geek Show says, hey, it's Cabin Fever. So much more than a Thanksgiving card store. Broken news. Welcome to it. There, there, there it is. Broken the news is broken. <laughs> the news is broken. That is, it's off the rails. And joining me for broken news is Jay Whitaker. Hey, how's uh, how's the tour going? Tour's going great. Tour's go, but I'm coming home. I'm coming home, Carrie Jackson. You well, got a sh- you got a show here? Yeah, um, first time I have headlined uh, the Wise Guys Gateway downtown. Oh, in an, almost in a year. A while, yeah. I haven't headlined there in almost like almost like a, a year minus eight days, whatever that is. I'm not good at math. That's why I do comedy. That's good enough. <laughs> but, yeah, it's been over a year. So uh, please, please, I have two shows, December 15th, 7 to 9.30, Saturday. There ain't shit going on. Jazz ain't playing in, in, in downtown. You ain't doing shit. Come support your boy. I got a lot of stories from the road because you go on the road, you, you, just, you have material that just comes 
and comes and goes. It walks right up to it you. It does. It really does. It walks right up to you and tells you its name, and then you're like, oh my God, I don't want to know this name. Hi, I'm your extra five minutes. Yeah. Hello. Yes. Yes, that is, that is true. I could tell you guys about what happened in Alabama. I could tell you guys about what happened in Spokane. Oh. But yeah, I'm going to be doing that. And then uh, January 6th, 7th, 16th, and 17th, I'm going to be in Florida and, and uh and I don't have the dates off the top of my head, but like uh, I know I'm going to be like I want to say Tampa and Jacksonville, and then Houston and San Antonio come up soon. So, so keep an eye on my on my Twitter. So and Geek stuff. Show fans in that area, yes, he is are. coming to your area. Yeah, I know Courtney in Houston. Yeah, coming, brother. <laughs> Sir, what's the website for all these? Uh, DrybarComedyTour dot com. That's for the yeah the, out of just, Utah. Yeah, ones. then just go to the tour. But yeah, for me, WiseGuysComedy dot com. Uh, December fifteenth. Pack the house, y'all. I haven't done a show downtown in a, in, a, in basically a year. Pack the show. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. All right. Uh, just a few things to get to. Not much happened. Holiday weekend. You know, so not yeah. much. Not much happened. Um, but first of all, we got to raise a glass to who died again. A couple mean, of them. One one is a famous one, and one is just for me. I, I love I love the just for me. It's like he was the key grip on uh, the it's, movie Mannequin. Well, you're gonna love this then. <laughs> the first one uh, is uh, director Nicholas Reg. Mm-hmm. He directed The Man Who Fell to Earth. Oh yeah, and uh, also uh, uh, The Witches, which was a uh, critically acclaimed uh, comedy horror film based on a book by Roald Dahl. There you go. So there you go. Man who fell to earth. So we tell you, huh? did they drop his casket in the earth? He fell to earth. That's what that's they're gonna stu- do. That's stupid. Don't don't. Then, okay, I quit comedy now. <laughs> and nope. forget what he said about yeah, cancel my house show. At all. Yeah, good lord. Uh, and then this one is just for me because <clears throat> it was it's the, it's one of the 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 least fandoms that I am proud of. The very least fandom that I'm proud I, of. I, okay, now I really want to know. I love magic. Okay, really, I do. Like, like just like. Sleight of hand, or I'll just go, like yeah, the David I'll Blaine see, shit? I'll go see Penn and Teller. I'm not a David Blaine guy. Okay. Except when he does like street magic, he's really good. Yeah. His up-close stuff is good. He's more of a stunt man than anything. Fair. But uh, I'll go see Penn and Teller at the drop of a hat. Okay. Those are the kind of magicians I respect. The All ones right. who say to you, I'm about to lie to you. Mm-hmm. And then does it, you know. And and it still, you know, comes out great. This, this guy was, uh, his name was Ricky Jay. And he... Was a magician. He's also in a lot of movies. He was in Magnolia as the narrator. Yeah. He was in Tomorrow Never Dies as a cyber terrorist. He was in Boogie Nights. And um, was he the he, penis? <laughs> <laughs> he uh, <clears throat> he was in a lot of films, and he participated in a lot of films. He had a he had a group, a company that would help you when you had a tough illusion that you needed to pull off mm. on film. So he did stuff on Ocean's Thirteen, The Prestige, The Illusionist. Uh, he uh, provided uh, consulting on Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, but he was also one of the best sleight-of-hand magicians ever to walk the earth. Just go on YouTube and look up Ricky J, okay. and you'll see a bunch of his absolutely amazing card tricks. Nobody was, I mean, you know, Teller's good, but this guy was like the master, and Teller would tell you that. Really, really good. He, uh, <laughs> he, he, <laughs> there's a story that he told, uh, <laughs> Uh, he's, he was on the set of Oceans, uh, not Oceans, uh, the uh, Boogie Nights. Mm-hmm. And Burt Reynolds had a, had a line where he said, nevertheless. And the director kept looking over at Ricky Jay, who was in the scene. He says, every time 
that Burt Reynolds said, nevertheless, I could see Ricky Jay was smirking a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's the deal? And he goes, I, it's, it's, it's a private joke, but I'll tell you. Okay. So I was at a baseball game. And the uh, the announcer said, "Ladies and gentlemen, Miss uh, Susan Johnson to sing the national anthem." And somebody in the stands goes, "Susan Johnson sucks cocks." <laughs> the, and the announcer, without missing a beat, says, "Nevertheless, <laughs> get the fuck out of here." So when you watch Boogie Nights, look for Ricky Jay. He's uh, <clears throat> not an attractive gentleman. He's kind of a pockmark face. That's fucking funny. And while while you're on YouTube, uh, make sure you check out uh, black people reacting to magic. Oh, <laughs> it's the fucking great! It's the fucking. You're welcome. I'm sorry. Oh, it's like, great. It is one thing that black folks we we love magic, but we don't. Because if you scare us, if you if you scare us too much, we all oh, oh hell no, he the devil. Mm-mm. Oh Jesus. Mm-mm. Oh, I've seen those videos. Yeah, you've seen Yeah. I've seen them. And they're, they're, it's like, they're coming back to me now. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, you see a white lady react to magic. It's it's, it's nice. It's yeah. sweet. Mm-hmm. It's thoughtful. You mm-hmm. made her day. You make a black... Well, look at wo- that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Neat. I didn't know you could do that. Black woman. It's, it's, <laughs> no. it's, a, it's, an, it's an event. Oh, that shit. Hell yeah. All right. <clears throat> and while you're on YouTube... You're probably one of the many millions who watched that new Lion King trailer. Did you see that? Wow, yeah. The trailer for the upcoming Lion King remake made its debut on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, Disney is thanking its entire pride for making it their second most viewed trailer debut from any studio in 24 hours. Yeah. What was the first one? Infinity War. That's what I thought. Uh, The trailer generated... 224.6 million global views in 24 hours and everybody has an opinion on it all over twitter all over facebook everybody has an opinion about this everybody's got mixed feelings (laughs) i feel like i'm like i'm and i'm the only one that's kind of indifferent yeah you know i'm just like all right the one to look for is the side-by-side shot stealing one yeah and that's where you go this is just the cartoon this is the same shot as as the you know the the classic cartoon it and yeah <laughs> that's the one that i would look for if you if you want to look for the trailer look for that one i just it, i think it would be cool if like now like now the after seeing the lion king trailer and then seeing jungle book mm-hmm. i i would love somehow if those worlds could just, if they could just, just t- kind of just show up, like all of a sudden, like Simba's got a battle, you know, Shere Khan and Scar. Now, see, you you brought up Jungle Book, and I I found something out this weekend I didn't know that it, Netflix thing. No, 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 that that that's, that's cool shit. Yeah. No, but uh, the the original Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. If you look at the animation in it, a lot of it was repurposed. For the Robin Hood cartoon, because if you look, the snake, yeah. the snake in Jungle Book, it's the same animation that huh. they that they just changed the the lip syncing to speak. It's just it's just ripped right out and put right into Robin Hood. And how much money did they save doing that? That's brilliant. And none of us knew. It's like when a video game does a different color for like an enemy. Or <laughs> yeah. Double dragon. Instead like of they that. blink three times, they blink. The best tweet I saw regarding the Lion King uh, trailer says, uh, 
wow, I just watched that new Lion King trailer and I completely misunderstood what live action meant because I kept waiting for Beyonce to appear in a lion costume. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That is funny. That's funny. All right. Uh, Then the other trailer that uh, debuted earlier this week was Once Upon a Deadpool. Yeah. And we finally got a look at what the, you know what we've been telling you about for a right while here. Christmas, a good guy in red is coming to theaters with his new sidekick, Fred. <laughs> Fred Savage. What? Why am I here? You're in a PG-13 version of Deadpool. Filtered through the prism of childlike innocence. I'm a grown And nobody man. does childlike innocence like you, Fred. Nobody. I need you almost as much as you need me. I don't need you at all. I need me to untie you once we're done. <laughs> so that's the premise of it, is that it, you know he's going to kidnap Fred Savage and yeah. read the I loved your first Deadpool. Up. Yeah, the fir- you know, no, the second Deadpool. Reading it to him yeah. in a so PG-13 take. Got so. from Marvel movies. We are Marvel. Yeah, but you're, you know, Marvel licensed by Fox. It's like if the Beatles were produced by Nickelback. It's music, but it sucks. Ooh, you were nicer as a kid. <laughs> that was the the voiceover part in the beginning. That was Ryan Reynolds. I, you know, coming I, this, yeah, coming. Was it? Yeah, oh, that's him. Okay. Pay attention. It's, it's there. Well, I take your word for it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Then the other thing that happened. What happened? Uh, let me hang on. I got to figure out how to. Do this on my phone. There we go. Um, this is uh, also something kind of cool. What happened? Oh, wait. Look, we'll get to it in a moment. Like, because there's a Deadpool story, I have to tell you. Ooh. It's a story. Speaking of Deadpool 2, or Once Upon a Deadpool specifically. Um, so, in a meta twist worthy of Deadpool himself, the plot for the upcoming Once Upon a Deadpool may not have come from Ryan Reynolds or his writers, Rhett Reese and Paul Warnick. It may have come from a seemingly random tweet dated December 2017. That's when a New York-based writer and artist, Michael Vincent Bramley, posted the following message on Twitter. At Van City Reynolds. He's sending it to Ryan Reynolds. Okay. If Marvel forces you to make a PG-13 Deadpool, just copy the framing device from The Princess Bride and have Deadpool censoring it for Fred Savage as a bedtime story. A kidnapped adult Fred Savage. There, I fixed it. Now, we, we don't know when specifically Reynolds and the writers yeah. had the idea for Once Upon a Deadpool, but in a recent interview with Slash Film, Wernick recalled that Reynolds came up with it. He said, after Deadpool 2 came out, we were just sitting around, we came to it about the idea of let's make a PG-13 movie and more. Let's talk a little bit about Deadpool. We are kicking around some ideas, and that's when Ryan, who had the great framing device, got excited and went to the studio. In that interview, he implied the conversation happened relatively close to when filming of the Fred Savage scenes took place. Hmm. So that roughly puts it in the time frame of July-August 2018. He says it happened about two months before the interview took place in October. All of that suggests that the idea for Once Upon a Deadpool came well after this guy's tweet in December. Hmm. And so they got a hold of him, and they said, he said, I mean, maybe Brian had the idea first, but it's fucking eerie how I didn't get a single detail wrong in my summary. Uh, plagiarism? I hope not. I fucking love Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Cryptomnesia, maybe? Can I at least get some premiere tickets, please? <laughs> yeah. The, like, I, I, feel like, I feel like that would be fair, you know? Absolutely fair. And, you know, since he doesn't own any of the intellectual property, he's not... 
going to get any money for it. But, you know, yeah, you know, an autograph, something, yeah. anything. A visit. So, a visit would be nice. Yeah. Or have Deadpool read it to him. <laughs> and Fred Savage goes around killing people. <laughs> there you go. That worked. Uh, then the other thing that came out uh, uh, just recently was that uh, John Williams has written the official theme to Star Wars Galaxy Edge, the Star Wars land at Disneyland. I can hear Lee getting upset. Getting upset? Upset? Doesn't he he get mad at John Williams? I thought he liked John Williams. Does he he hate John Williams? I I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know. I'm so used to Star Wars people complaining about Star Wars people. (laughs) (laughs) Star Wars people complaining about other Star Wars people. Ooh. Just the new shit? So this is the theme from Galaxy's Edge. Hey. London Symphony Orchestra, ladies and gentlemen. When you're talking orchestra, uh, you're talking London uh, Symphony Orchestra. Uh, yeah. Hey. Hey. So yeah, the park has an official theme. This is like some... And if you go on YouTube and look up John Williams, you know, Star Wars theme. Um, this is Jay-Z you know, intro music. For Galaxy's Edge. They also have some drone shots of how the construction is going on the park right now. So. Okay, now this is now this is more Star Wars than that. Yeah, I, yeah, this is more. Yeah, this is yeah. But that beginning shit, I'm like, oh, this is that's a. You turn the pitch down, slow that down about 86 BPM. Mm. <laughs> that's a rap record right there. So yeah, the uh, the park uh, the parks open in uh, the fall of next year, and it has its own theme. This shit's fire. John Williams did not do the music for Solo, but he did do it for the theme park. <laughs> I wonder who paid him more. I mean, well, like yeah, I mean, it's like I wonder why. Why? It I think he was just busy on the other Star Wars movies. Anyway, so there you go. That's kind of nice. Uh, the other thing that was revealed this uh, this week was uh, oh, well, we'll let it finish. Okay. Ooh. There you go. Oh, that shit at the end. In typical John Williamsy style. Yeah, yeah. There he is. All right. So there's that. Now Margot Robbie on her uh, Instagram. I like her. Revealed the title of the Birds of Prey movie that they've been working on. Hmm. You'll find this interesting. Now, at first they thought it was just a joke because it was a picture of the script with her handwriting on it that, that added this to the title. But they have the, the movie company has now come forward and said, yes, that's the name of the movie. It's Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Huh. Yeah. Now, this is not just a riff on that Michael Keaton movie Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of of, in- of ignorance. Remember that was the yeah, time. Yeah. But but that's that's the name of it. That's the name of the movie: Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. So start memorizing. <sighs> that. Start memorizing that now. And I thought my podcast was long. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And finally, this is is this like a tribe? It's a tribe called Quest for Birds of Prey. That's, <laughs> is that that's, it? That's what it is. <laughs> All oh, right, Lord. All right, go ahead. And finally, this. <clears throat> Um, you can see Aquaman a week early. Aquaman. If you have Amazon Prime. Hmm. 
So you can go on Amazon Prime and buy your tickets. You can buy up to 10 tickets. Hmm. There's screenings all over the nation, including here. Uh, so uh, go look for that if you're an Aqua fan. And this also related to Aquaman. Julie Andrews. Yeah, I seen this shit. I knew I was going to talk about this. <laughs> Julie Andrews. I was drinking two bottles of wine when I found out about this. Is going to be an Aquaman. Hey. She will be, let's see, she is going to voice the mythical character Carathon. Carathon? Described as being a creature holding the key that can assist in Arthur Curry's mission to, cre- to create peace between Atlantis and Dryland. But the interesting thing is, she's not in the new Mary Poppins yeah, movie. Yeah, But both movies open the same day. <laughs> Mary Poppins. That's going to be really the weird. The new Mary Poppins movie in Aquaman. And uh, it's interesting, because I think we also get the Bumblebee movie. Is, she, is it is it the same day or the, the next week? I think or something? so. Julie Andrews is Bumblebee, by the <clears> way. Too. I, that's interesting. Matter of fact, every movie that's opening that day, <laughs> Julie Andrews is in. Julie Andrews has a voice in. Now, see, Dick Van Dyke's going to be in the Mary Poppins Returns, playing yeah. Bert. That's so weird. So maybe she's just trolling us all. Maybe maybe, maybe they maybe they're lying and maybe she's actually in it. Maybe I don't know. Or maybe, maybe she's briefly getting hit by a car or something. I don't know. Did you know? Julie Andrews did a topless scene once in a major motion picture. Carrie Jackson, this is. I, I don't want to know, but now I have to. Because, like, <clears throat> I feel like you just fucked my childhood. Because I, I think she might still be. She was married to a filmmaker, a writer, uh, Blake Edwards. Okay. And he did a movie about the movie industry called SOB. Hmm. And there's a part where she has a removable top and she just rips it right off. What's the context? I can't remember. It's some part in a, a play or a movie. I just remember just being a kid going. That was Mary Poppins. That was Mary titty. Poppins. Titty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's if you're a kid, that's what you're supposed to say. I think that's what I think it's appropriate. That's a, like that's a curse word. Mary Mary Poppins. <laughs> that's your new curse word. Yeah. Oh, I wish that could be the name of the episode. I'm sorry. Ah. Uh. <clears throat> All right. Anyway, just thought I'd... Mary's Poppins. Mary's... Okay, there's the name of the Mary's episode. Po- Mary's Poppin' Out. Yeah, something like that. Mary's Poppins. Come to my show, y'all. <laughs> 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 so I can get all these silly jokes out. All right. Uh, thank you, Jay. Oh, thank you. Hey, one more thing. One more yes, thing I yes. do got to plug. Hey, it's, it's Crima time. It's officially Crima time mm-hmm. now that we're done with Thanksgiving. <laughs> So during Christmas time, make sure you check your boy out in the new Christmas movie that I'm gonna be in. That's right on the Lifetime channel. It premieres tonight as we record. Well, this. As we record, but but uh, it's got Tatiana Ali. You may know her as Fresh Prince, Bel Air, uh, Ashley, uh, Rudy Huxtable, Keisha Knight Pullum. That's uh, mm-hmm. she's played Rudy Huxtable as a kid. Tempest Bledsoe played uh, the other Huxtable, I, which I forget which one. I, there's a lot of Huxtables. In yeah, there were. but I play Rudy Huxtable's husband, not like. Not as a kid, but I mean, like, I play her husband now. Grown up, Rudy Uh, Oba Babatunde, who also voiced uh, Lando Calrissian in the Star Wars uh, video games. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, And I forget which, but but you've seen him in How High, if you've seen the movies Dear White People. You've seen him in a lot of stuff. He's Mm -hmm. He's in the current show SWAT, Loretta Devine. Um, is also in this film. You've seen her and stuff. When you when you see, they're like, oh, I know these people. So it is a very black Christmas Christmas movie (laughs) that. Takes place in Ohio, but oh. this movie was filmed in Brigham City <laughs> in the summer. So nothing makes sense. 
whatever. Just go support your boy. This is the first time I'm on. Like I'm on a Lifetime channel. My my friends were making fun of me. They said, "Oh, you're on the Lifetime channel. Now, what happens? Usually, the man always did something terrible and wrong. Did you like kill Santa or something?" I'm like, "No, it's just it's just a movie. <laughs> it's a criminal movie." Now, what's so, it called again? Uh, it's called Jingle Bell. B e l l e. Yeah, because it's a she's a bell it's a person. Yeah, yeah. Oh. that's that's the. Tatiana Lee's name is Bell. Is Bell. So, yeah. It's Jingle a, Bell. It's a Christmas movie. On Lifetime. Yeah. So you probably on demand. Yeah, Lifetime, on it, demand. If you got, you know, Xfinity, I'm sure you can call that just, right up. Just watch the shit. Yeah. And see, uh, yeah, I'm only in there for a hot minute, so don't expect your boy, like, <laughs> you know, killing people at Christmas and nothing like that. Just, just, just I'm mm. in there. Okay, we'll get back to the episode. Oh, and before we go, yeah, I'm sorry, you was yeah. No, I, I was just I was just going to wrap things up. I managed to watch all of the new Mystery Science Theater season two, The Gauntlet, and uh, I've never seen Mac and Me before. You never, what? I never saw it. I knew it was an ET ripoff when it came out, yeah. so I didn't go. But that's a fucking bad movie. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Like that. That's the movie that they would show because we couldn't afford ET at my school. And so they gave us <laughs> they showed us Mac and Me. That's terrible. Mac and Me is terrible. The fucking Atlantic Rim was awful. Wait, yeah, it's a ripoff of Pacific Rim. Shut up. And it's terrible. Everyone in that movie is awful. <laughs> but they had six movies and they were all bad to a different degree. But the one that blew me away the most was was Killer Fish, which was Piranha. You know. It was a ripoff of the Piranha movies. Mm-hmm. But Lee Majors stars in and produces it with his wife, Farrah. <laughs> hey, you know and what? Barbara Box in it. <laughs> hey, they're making... And he's so bad. They're, they're all so bad. They're doing it. They're doing it, man. But anyway, watch the gauntlet. It's, it's fine. All right, let's get back to the episode. Mary's Poppins, after a message or two, please to enjoy. If you're a gamer, you know, love to play games, board games like uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, you'll love Haster Games. My guess is you've heard of Haster Games if you're a gamer. They got new lines of metal dice to go with their gemstone dice in. They have a great weight to them. Die Hard Dice and Gravity Dice. And they carry more dice than anybody. And these have been selling very well. Guilds of Rivnica, a great new set for Magic the Gathering, is now available. Uh, for Dungeons and Dragons, a Waterdeep Dungeon Heist, two weeks early for sale. Go see this wonderful campaign for Dungeons & Dragons. Haster recently added more display cases, a sound system, uh, more shelving for their huge game library, and yes, you can play games for free at Haster, and computer kiosks to help you peruse their inventory and order cards. Stop by and see all the newness at Haster Games. Tell them Geek Show says, hey, not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and magic products, they will buy your pre-owned board games and magic products, too. Haster Games is located at 6831 South State. They're open from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday, noon to 5 on Sunday. It's a great place to stay and play. Remember, Haster has it. Holiday party season is upon us, so it's time to make ready. Boostique has your wine and cocktail essentials. Expand your home bar. Make a drink of the night with bitters, mixers, cherries, simple syrups, cocktail shakers. Plus, get a recipe book at Boostique for inspiration. Wine enthusiasts will love waiters, corkscrews, aerators, and decanters. Boostique also features vintage glassware for all kinds of drinks, coupes, Glencairns, and all types of beer glassware, including Belgian beer glasses. Go say hey to Ivy at Boostique. They're located at 315 East Broadway in downtown Salt Lake City. Open 11-ish to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. 
Mention Geek Show and get 15% off of your purchase at Booze Tea. This is not your everyday cafe, and this is just one indication. F***ing delicious Twin Sons Cafe is. Go eat there, you should. Mexican-influenced Americana cuisine, daily specials, and they're still rocking home delivery, along with a full-service catering. Find comfort food in a cafe inspired by a galaxy far, far away. That's Twin Suns Cafe in Sugar House, 2305 South Highland Drive, just across from the liquor store. Open from 8 to 3 p.m. daily, except Tuesdays. Get details online at TwinSunsCafeSLC.com. Hugs are free. Twin Suns, not your everyday cafe. Out of this f***ing world, its food is. Mystery Escape Room in the Gateway Mall specializes in theatrical escape rooms with fantastical live actors and immersive, fully built sets. Don't just play an escape room. Make it an adventure into your favorite stories. From Grimm's Fairy Tales to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea to their newly opened Ancient Crypt Mystery, there are stories to explore. Can you solve the mystery? Book your escape room today at mysteryescaperoom.com or by calling 385-322-2583. Use the code GEEKSHOW, one word, for 15% off of your purchase. Hi, this is Carrie, and I'm here with my wife, Sue. Hi. I'm so proud of her. She started her own business doing what she loves. Tell us about my workout buddy. I believe that working out with someone will keep you motivated and accountable to your fitness goals, so I'm your workout buddy. I will meet you at your Salt Lake County gym or rec center for a 60-minute workout session. If motivation won't get you to the gym, my workout buddy will. So you will come to my gym? Yes. The more you know about your own gym's equipment, the less time you'll waste trying to figure out a routine. I think it helps build confidence confidence and competency, and that makes going to the gym more enjoyable. But you're not my personal trainer. Well, I'm a a certified trainer, but this is not a personal trainer service. So what do you do? I am actually going to work out with you. I'll do cardio, weights, group classes, whatever you want to do. I will help you with options to make exercises effective and help you towards any fitness goals you may have. That's a great idea. How do people start? Well, message me on Facebook at MyWorkoutBuddySLC or email me, my workout buddy slc at icloud.com one session is twenty dollars if you cancel an appointment less than 12 hours before the start time there is a ten dollar cancellation fee and why is that that's motivation and accountability and if you tell sue geek show says hey you'll get half off of your first session my workout buddy slc and we're back yes this is it all right we Uh, chilling this shit man i'm sorry tony i didn't give you a warning Oh, you is did that a letter? Uh, it's a letter. I, I should have. Hold on, give him a just second. Stall, <sighs> just stall for you me. Know, I, lo- I love this episode because we're making Tony fucking work. You know, How- if I was the host, I would have <laughs> let Tony know. I, I know that last <laughs> episode got to. off the rails. I meant to, but we, we got talking about beards and so. Really I, a know. shame you got demoted by cured meat. I know. Right. Hey, by the way, um, wait. Sidebar. Before yes. we get to the letters, okay. Uh, Rebecca had the fucking best snap on your boy right now. <laughs> Because I was talking about how my beard doesn't, yeah, my beard doesn't come in. And what 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 did you suggest? I said, "Have you tried puberty?" Oh, mm. that shit hurt my. F- yeah. <laughs> that like, hurt you feel bad? No, like that, that. I was like, "Why is she in my soul right now?" <laughs> I hurt his JSD. I'm right, sorry, but no, right good. to the core. Yeah, I'm ready. You ready? My yeah. shirt is as bright as my. Okay. Oh my god, I can't wait to future. Letters. Sometimes we get letters, and then and we, we answer them. them. You never heard yeah, of it? Uh-uh. That's the letter no, jingle. Shout out, sh- yeah, shout out to Elon Osborne. For Rebecca. 
What'd you do? It, it auto-played. It auto-played? Yeah. Letters. Sometimes we get letters, and then we answer them. I just noticed the reverb. I, I never nice. noticed the echo yeah. before. A little bit it's of sunlight. So I, I should sing songs for... A living for Fritos for people for Fritos. Oh, do it for anything and Fritos only. Sometimes we eat Fritos and then we poop them. Eat some more. Then we poop them out. No, you don't want to talk about poop. Yeah, it's like Fritos. Sometimes we eat Fritos and then we eat some more. No, Fritos. Sometimes I eat Fritos and I will sing for you. No, that doesn't work. I like to eat Tostitos. Sometimes we eat Fritos and I'm not a bandito. I no, I like Lee's. Fritos. Sometimes we eat you Fritos, guys have and then we eat, eat some, some more. more. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, hey. brought to you by Fritos. Sorry. <laughs> Star Wars. Sometimes I watch Star Wars, and then I watch some more. No, or yeah, then I really get works. on the internet yeah. and complain some more. I don't complain. Hey, can about we Star Wars. hear the fucking letter? Letter. <laughs> Do I need to play it again? Right. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this Frito comes from Charles. Fritos. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, uh, first off, congratulations on the midterms. It's a brighter day for the U.S. and for the world. With the House back in blue, Trump's insane policies and laws will. Well, Continue. Charles it is was very. All us. It was Charles all us. is very uh, so confident. He's very optimistic. Yeah, he's very optimistic. We'll be struck down and hopefully still be tossed out sometime before 2020. I know Shannon is dis- is disappointed with the results on the teachers' proposition. Oh, um, was I? I was pretty unclear on you, that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please pass along. I'm sorry to see it happen. I hope he continues to uh, help the kids who need it so much. On to geek matters. I'm wondering why no one, especially Lee, what? Oh, hasn't, hasn't discussed Star get, Wars Resistance. You're getting called we out. Actually, like we, did. we did. We did. did two episodes ago. He, says, he pers- doesn't like it. He says, personally, I'm not thrilled with it. Uh, oh, well, I find it rather immature. Childish. And uh, the story is slow. Yep. But the past episode, the fourth one, did pick up in pace. It did. And I'm willing to keep watching. I'm do, not. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm totally bummed out because I loved the last one so yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, I do think the animation is excellent, and I'm enjoying the different style. I, and we talked about Resistance in the, the first episode we recorded today. And you know, my feelings on it are that there's a need for children's programming in the Star Wars universe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I also feel that there's a way to do that that doesn't bring the uh, that doesn't bring the product down. You don't have so to dumb it down. You don't have to dumb it down. Kids are plenty smart. I mean, there's a reason why kids like Star Wars. Uh, I was seven when the first Star Wars came out. It was my favorite movie. And this, this is a show that seems to be targeting a, I would say, four to eight-year-old audience. And... That's fine, but they still—they actually talk about killing people on the show. But it's still really—it's uh, still really pretty infantile, and the uh, the characters are not. I mean, Poe Dameron is a really cool character, and you've got the show starts with this really awesome—the first episode. There's this great dogfight with X-wings from the Resistance, and Poe comes in to save him from this red Tie Fighter pilot, and and there's some really compelling stuff, and then it goes straight to meanwhile back at the oil rig. It's just. <laughs> But again, it's not for me. I think if I had little kids, like if I were if I were Brian Young right now, he's got a three year old daughter, and I think that she probably loves <laughs> that show. And BB 8s in it, and BB 8s awesome, and, and yeah. he's, he's he's heroic. And there's there's just a lot of bumbling going on. It's it's kind of the bumbling mm. Star Wars hour. But I know Filoni's in charge of animation for Lucasfilm right now, and mm-hmm. I imagine they'll do something else. That I mean, the last shot in Rebels is is like. It's Sabine and Hera getting ready to go into wild space and find Ezra, and you're like, oh, yeah. That was cool. Um, but, you know, it's it's not for me, so I'll say that what they're doing right, they're doing right for what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But I also think trying to limit Star Wars so that it only works for kids 
is maybe a mistake. It would mm. almost be like doing an R-rated Star Wars movie. Why limit the audience that it was made for in the first place? Oh, okay. So right. that's my take. I was thinking about an R-rated Star Wars movie, but you're it, right. It could, okay. it could work, but Star Wars is about optimism, and it's about the future, and it's about it's a kid's show. All it's right, share kids. it with your family. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Back to uh, Charles's Frito. I'm in full agreement with Daredevil Season 3. Just excellent. It is. Still Amazing. Haven't, still haven't seen it all. Seeing Kingpin in a Marvel movie or even over on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would be really cool. Uh, uh, I'm going to go as far as to say, if you haven't uh, watched uh, Season 3 yet, uh, fast forward, because uh, Shannon and I have a few things to say. I haven't finished, so please don't. I finished yesterday. Oh, okay. Well, I, yeah. All right. We could be generic, right? I got, I got, to, I got to the reveal of the, the, the one cop. Yeah. Where, where yeah. he where he got costumed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got to that in the aftermath of that. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I have not finished. I, I'll just tell you if Kingpin asks you for your jacket, you say no. Exactly. <laughs> you, no, like I'm he, good. He, <laughs> no, man, he I'm is good. the most like tragic and yet horrifying villain yeah. of all time. Because you yes. don't know where he's going to go. Exactly. You don't know where the fuck he's going to go. And, and, and how petty he gets. And how about yeah. this? Oh, yeah. And what's going to set him off? Yeah. And how about this? Is he the smartest Marvel villain? 100%. Fuck yes, he is. 100%. 100% because... Well, so far that we've seen it. Mean. All right. So I tweeted the other day, like I said, I, I do not talk to me about how Kingpin doesn't have any powers when his powers... Oh, this beat was Yeah, when, when, his, when he possesses an, an astonishing level of superhuman pettiness and because he like put it this way my favorite scene in infinity war was watching thanos put the stones on his gauntlet right it was and, neat. Then he, and then he gets that rush but kingpin would make someone put the stone on for him <laughs> no, like, no no ser- no that's, seriously that's truth. seriously because we we see that he he uh, in the in the in, in and Daredevil, be like a creepy someone, monologue involved. Yeah, someone yeah. takes someone takes something off for him, and he makes sure that a person does it for him. And mm-hmm. it's fucking, it's it that that's the Ugh. that's a great because when I when people think when you watch that trailer for Infinity War, you you, you see you see Thanos putting on that stone himself. Kingpin would totally no. do it. He would have someone do it for him. I want him. you to put the stone when, when that on agent, the knuckle. When that agent starts, and I, I again, I'm, I'm mm. only eight episodes in, but when that agent realizes they're being played and mm-hmm. starts having that suspicion that they're being played, oh, man. and they did the smartest thing in the world, they show him go to that lever in his closet mm-hmm. and go down those stairs, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck, because you see him, you see him yeah. when he's talking when, in, in the hospital attack when he goes to, the, to visit the nurse in the mm-hmm. prison after, uh, after getting uh, smacked. Uh, and of course, you don't fight Matt Murdock in a hallway. We've established that. We know that. <laughs> no, no, fight that is just anybody on Netflix in a hallway. Just yeah. foolish. Yeah, just just absolutely foolish. But that that realizing that he was pulling all those strings and literally being a, a kingpin, you know. And yeah. It, mm-hmm. yeah, it's well. The, so, the most amazing thing. Sorry. No, you're okay. Um, just interrupting a moment. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and the host. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and her, no, her just show. For, like uh, this is super quick. Like. The thing and I loved it, the, the thing I loved about it is like every time you were like they got him, they didn't get him. You didn't get him, and actually they fucked up more. Yeah. It was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Right, so, I defer. Um, I do. I just have a question. I have not seen season three. I do not care about spoilers mm. or anything. But knowing that season three is pretty kingpin heavy, 
Could you watch season three having not watched season two or yes. Defenders? Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All you need you, to know You is, watched season one, right? Yeah. I think you're good. All you need to know. And I watched season two, but like I like my fiance hasn't okay. seen season two. All you need to know is at the end of the Defenders a building was dropped on Matt, and everybody thinks he's dead. I did know, yeah. so I, I knew. Oh, that. Yeah. I mean, okay, so I, I didn't honestly, watch. I didn't watch Defenders, so that's why I was curious. I was like, when did a building? I don't remember that. Yeah, from they season even they two. even show the flashback. He and Electra are holding on to each other, and yeah, I, he's I didn't suicidal that. at that point. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, okay. all right. I, so there you go. I didn't watch Defenders, and um, I still loved it. Perfect, for so. for those who who did finish the season, I have to say this: that uh, I never thought, and I never thought I would see this, but. Um, I'm not a romantic person mm-hmm. by any shape or form, but that's bullshit. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but Kingpin's love, oh, is something that it's I actually well, he, Kingpin is is a man of extremes. Yeah, and so he his has love, extreme violence, and he also has extreme love. And I actually was able to be like, yo, I. Like, am I fucked up for kind of wanting well, that kind of that's, love? That's that's no, yeah, that, not like, at all. I, I was like, yo, that that shit that he got, like, I well, want that no, shit. You, no, we my like, cause cause his significant other, she got that shit, and I'm like, have you that's, that's have you that ever shit I want. have you ever studied sociopathy? Yeah, because and, but that but that, no, but that no, was the thing that made me feel fucked up I'm not, about it. I'm not. I'm not. No, social <laughs> a sociopath <laughs> a sociopath when they can feel something, feel things in the extreme. And so for him to feel something, mm-hmm. especially with his upbringing and his mental wiring, for him to feel anything, it's going to be in the extreme. Otherwise, he's just in the void. He's well, just and, staring and, at and the he, blankness. And he addresses all of these emotions at the end of the season in the yeah. last couple episodes. Yeah. God, and it's so good. It's very good. And so goddamn it's, good. It, it, I, I've said it a million times on the show. He, he will break your heart. Yeah. You'll kind of root for him. Yep. yep. Uh, but I think he might be... He's better than Thanos, and it's not even close. I'll just say it. Okay, yeah, I think I'll he's the say best. it. I, he's the best Marvel villain. I'll say. I would it. say I mean, him and Purple Man. Yeah, him and say, Purple Man. Purple Man's a close second. But they and and Loki. The best. They also yeah. did a very very good job with um, with the other villain in the third season. Yes, because oh. Oh, Bullseye. I, Bullseye. Well, I wasn't going to reveal that. Oh well. Oh fuck because, it. No, because it was ruined. But my wife didn't put it together until he was actually doing what he was doing. Until he was doing bullseye shit. Until he's doing bullseye. It was well, because so he was good. doing bullseye shit through the whole season. I was going to say, but the very first until... time you see him, he's doing it. Well, yeah, when they show did... his little kid flashback, you and see they... the you see the hat he's wearing. But still, if you're not really paying attention, yeah. And then it was when he was doing the bullseye shit, and Rachel goes, "Oh, he's kind of reminding me of bullseye." And then she smacked herself in the head. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, it, they they did. Uh, they did an interesting thing with him. They really, really, he was did. really, yeah. I yeah. really like that. Or, the like story, the origin story, yeah. They totally redid his origin story, yeah. and they did a well, great but job. They, well, they kept they kept the part that he that he was a pitcher. Yeah, yeah. They they did keep that part. It, but things happened at a different time, right? But other than that, yeah, I, I liked it. Uh, uh, and and here's the thing: is that Iron Fist, uh, the final season of Iron Fist, established one of my favorite Daredevil villains, mm-hmm. uh, Typhoid Mary. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I hope that they bring her and team her up with Bullseye for the next one. Uh, well, that actually, cool. well, and and I didn't even realize this was happening in our under our nose in Iron Fist. Uh, blind Spot. Yeah, you, like you, he's that's in his name. Yeah, Blind Spot's been yeah, that's there. That's why you didn't see it. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she oh, made man. the joke first. Yeah, I, just I know. Added to I know, but you just explained it to me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, no, like uh, Blind Spot's been in. Uh, it was like Daredevil season one and, or season two, and then Iron Fist season two. Mm-hmm. And, 
Oh, Holy mother. cow. Jesus Christ. I thought it was me. Yeah. Are you talking shit? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's a Kevin Smith podcast. I heard now. I lost power All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm also enjoying Titans, but I really think it's time DC took a break from most of their TV slash movie universe being so dark. Yeah. It actually gets depressing sometimes. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say that their CW stuff doesn't get depressing. It's Yeah, and it's not I mean, dark. It's not dark. Arrow, There's some dark aspects to it, yeah, but Arrow's, overall it's not certainly dark. Certainly not... Um, uh, not Titans Ages, Dark or Ages, Ages of, of Shield. Tomorrow. Or, or the, what? The, uh, Legends. Legends oh, of Legend. oh, That's not God. dark. That's so good. I watched good. the latest episode. Yeah. I fucking love that show so much. Constantine. I love it with Constantine. He's been a great addition. Yeah. He's so good. Yep. And that show does not give a fuck, as we've established. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It actually gets depressing sometimes. Also, while the story is okay, it's nowhere near Daredevil or even Shield level. Yep. Agreed. Okay. Uh, let me take this opportunity to thank you all for continuing to brighten my every Monday for me. Keep up the great work. Uh, live long and prosper, Charles. P.S. Pot has been legal in all of Canada since October, so it's always a great time to come here for a visit. Well, <laughs> bye, Paul. Hit me up. Charles. I thought it was Charles. Charles Paul. Same thing. <laughs> Thanks, Charles Paul. No, it's Canadian for Charles. Oh. Exactly. I can't hear it through the accent. I don't speak Canadian. Sorry. He was translating. <laughs> and then finally this. Do you want me to play the jingle again? No, this is not a ladder. This oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Thank God. It's not a Frito. News stories. My... It's news stories. And sometimes we <laughs> read news stories. So we were supposed <laughs> to do questions for this episode. Eh, eh, that's all right. right. Um, <laughs> we do what we want. That's right. We do what we want on my show. <laughs> I like beer. I want news and one letter. <laughs> you got it. Yes. I've, I've, I've joked about wanting my ashes spread at Disneyland, right? Oh, I read this story, too. This is weird. The Wall Street Journal has confirmed the urban legend. Disney employees even have a special code to report it when it happens. Oh, this is news? This happens oh, on a monthly news? basis. The code is HEPA cleanup, H-E-P-A cleanup. You'll know the Probably acronym. Ever after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, I was just thinking of hepatitis. No, yeah. you'll, you'll know the acronym if you're a vacuum enthusiast because it refers to a special kind of filter that you need oh, yeah. to suck uh, up yeah. very fine particles. HEPA filter. Like human ashes. Uh, for its recent report, the journal talked to custodians of the park who have taken part in cleaning up human remains, as well as at least three families who have spread them. Wow. Uh, wow. Okay, so here it is. Current and former custodians at Disney Parks say identifying and vacuuming up human ashes is a signature and secret part of working at the happiest place on Earth. <laughs> so, that, did you say the HEPA-ist place? Yeah, HEPA-ist place, HEPA oh. place on Earth. Hey, no, no, no that's fucking... Well, that was pretty that good. Guy, no, I like that. Guys, yeah. that's yeah, a fucking yeah. solid job. I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. That was a good one. That was good. That is points. Oh, that's good. Uh, happiest place on Earth. Uh, it's grisly work for them, but a cathartic release for the bereaved who say treating Disney parks as a final resting space place is the ultimate tribute for ardent fans. Yeah, I, I know we dumped my grandma right in the Dole Whip machine. Christ. <laughs> that must have been why it was so good that weekend. <laughs> Chunky and slightly bitter. Tasty Just like her. grainy. Um, the, the journal report continues, human ashes have been spread in flower beds, on bushes, and on Magic Kingdom lawns, outside the park gates, during fireworks displays, on Pirates of the Caribbean, and in the moat underneath the flying elephants of the Dumbo ride. Now, oh. I don't know why you'd want to be there, but they're... <laughs> a lot of people try to do it at the Haunted Mansion, too. 
Most frequently of all, Jeez. according to custodians and park workers, they've been dispersed throughout the haunted mansion. Uh. The 49-year-old attraction featuring, yeah, we know what it is. The greatest ride ever made. Uh, said one Disneyland custodian, the Haunted Mansion probably has so much human ash in it that it's not even funny. <laughs> oh, so boy. that dust that you see. That's humans. It might not be <laughs> like an art director no. putting dust <laughs> out. But, but let's look at this. Let's put a positive spin on it. There is so much laser holography going on in the Haunted Mansion. And it relies on dust particulates yeah. to be effective. So mm. you scattering no. your family's dusty remains throughout the haunted mansion that is helps. making the projection stronger. Yeah. I did a uh, I did a sketch show in New York, and one of the writers he has a one man show about his father when he passed away wanted to d- his ashes spread at both Disneyland and Disney World. So he has this whole one man show about the journey of getting his father's ashes no, to both that. places. That's cool. Yeah. Well, so um, I've got a after, st- you know I've got a stack of human ashes. In there my you house. go. Now you got a reason to go uh, to Disneyland. Uh, I think I'm going to go fuck up the uh, Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> right over the, by the Costco, right in the ball pit. <laughs> <laughs> so, do these people understand then that they dump their remains and they get vacuumed up and put in the garbage? So their final resting place is oh my not god, it Disneyland. doesn't matter. They're think, fucking dead. Yeah, I think they, it's the act of doing it that. Yeah. Is the most also, uh, partic- mm. particulate matter? There's still some of it there. It doesn't matter how much, how diligently yep. they vacuum it up. It's it's and, still there. And keep in mind, when you're at Disneyland, someone is looking at you all the time. Every inch of that park sure. is and covered with cameras, just like a casino. You well, know. especially at the haunted mansion, like that's inside the haunted part mansion. Part of their thing is they're like, someone's gonna come in here every five minutes and try to spread human ash, and, <laughs> and that's when the ride stops. And then they're like, oh my God, somebody's going to come in here and try to fuck. Remain seated, please. <laughs> Some playful ghosts have gotten into the machinery. <laughs> you guys, let's, let's go to Lagoon before it closes and I'll release mine on the fucking Skyride. Oh, God. <laughs> they don't have the Skyride anymore. I'm sorry. The Skytram? Oh, they still have it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought they, they don't have the Skyride at down. Disneyland. It's my family. Shaky, shaky. Right all over <laughs> everyone's head. My family <laughs> wanted to go to Lagoon. It's One raining. It's poor. It's raining it, men. Am it's I right? Uh. It's fucking family. What am I doing? Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, Everything right. is suddenly so clear. <laughs> Although, ashes are sterile, so, you know. Eh. Yeah, they're burned. I'm just having mine spread into barbecue sauce and shipped to undisclosed locations around the country. Can I get a bottle of that? I want yes. some. <laughs> You're like the Tylenol. It's got to be like, like blueberry based, though. I, well, now, you know, any any sweet fruit will make a good barbecue Blueberry sauce. maple. Blueberry maple barbecue, barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce. Yep. I, with uh, that's chunky that's pieces of lean. Now, oh, I, I'll make sure it's saved. <laughs> I have spoken to Sue about this because yes. we just did our wills. Yes. And uh, I got to I gotta tell you guys what I'm leaving you. Uh, you also need to not <laughs> do a will. You need to do an irrevocable trust. Well, that's part of it. Mm, you guys are in my will, by the way. Trust. But trust. Well, I, I, that's for, what I did for a bank for like eight years. But wait, wait. I'm sorry. I just I just revealed to y'all that you, you're all in my will. You had and to you, get more attention yeah, but first. You're like, and, you're like, just, and you're just like, yeah. This what, what yeah you, we're what, all going to die before There was you. a lot of crosstalk going on. Yeah. What are you, Jay. What are you, what are you leaving me? That's just, it's a fucking surprise. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even thought about a will. But anyway, uh, I am going to be cremated. Check your privilege. Yeah. And, and Sue said... That if any of you guys want to take some of my ashes, that you can. What really? Uh, I'm going to put it in a vial and wear it around my neck. I'm all stocked up, dude. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> what do you guys want done with your ashes? I think I want my ashes in a in a mash for a beer. Ooh. I have very specific instructions that that are annoying about my death. 
Really? Yeah. I've, my my will is is specific. It's, it's this thick. It's yeah. It's 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 very specific. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I know. Like I oh, I had to write my first will when I was uh, what, I'm 35. No, I had to write my first will when I was 21. Because mm. of the military stuff, Army? yeah, mil- no, okay. like yeah, when, yeah, when no, you're deployed, you got you got to do a very specific recording. And also being black delivered. and <laughs> recording, <laughs> recording. Yeah. Welcome to your team. I'm just gonna have agents of revenge <laughs> to go to door to door to my enemies, mm-hmm. blow it in their faces. Yeah, basically, knock on the door, goes, "Hi, are you CJ Starkey?" And he'll go, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Shannon says, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> Nope. Like right in his face. I, so Carrie, I have a, Carrie, watch for watch out for that in your door. I'll watch out for that. It'll be a, for Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very Is specific. Is your dog. name Hudson Jackson? <laughs> it's raining. <laughs> I have a very specific uh, series of pranks that need to be performed upon my death. Are the details and instructions there? Yes. Okay, good. I want my ashes compressed down into a a diamond. That would be cool too, but uh, compressed down into a silicon wafer to be put into a graphical processor for a computer. That would be Fucking cool. Fucking nerd. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, that's some bullshit. <laughs> what kind of legend of Curly's Gold type shit is that? <laughs> it would be a really good graphics processor. Give us. Uh, I mean, it couldn't load a fucking jingle very quick. Give us a video game. <laughs> Give Ow. us video games. Ouch. Video games and we'll get out of here. Ouch, Lee. That was set out of love. <laughs> yeah, All right. Words hurt. This week, uh, Darksiders 3 is out. So if you've yes. been looking forward to that, it looks like it's pretty cool. You play as... Um, a Darksider. No. Uh, Three of uh, them. A, pan- a pancake chef. Uh, Rage, I think, is who you play as. Because ah, you, you, you play as one of the seven deadly sins this time, right. not as a four horseman. One of the I, four I horsemen. enjoyed Dark Souls 2 because I played as Gluttony. I don't know what I'm supposed to be playing as, but I personally <laughs> played as Gluttony. <laughs> Dark Souls 2 yeah. was supposed I to. I ate the game. That was supposed to be death. Yeah, <laughs> oh, mean. no, I almost died from overeating. But All right, uh, we got Artifact. It's a new card game from the makers of Half Life. Yeah, nice. Weird. Um, they just need to make Half Life 3. Quit it with this yep, card yep. stuff. Uh, let's see what else we got. Um, something called Escape Dude Land. Escape Dude Land. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I do that every day. <laughs> I, said, I did that moving out of fucking. We both did that. Yeah, we moved out. Of we dude moved land. out of Magnet West Valley. Yep. And let's see. Uh, dead, dead, dead. Dude Land. Dead. That's uh. Dead. That's about it. Uh, there's only a couple more big releases before Christmas, and that's all that's happening this week. Um, but I have two things for Shannon specifically. Yes. Uh, Switch is getting Katamari Damacy. Oh my God! On the thirtieth. So I love that. There you go. And Ooh. I found this actually earlier today. Randomly, I was uh, scrolling through the App Store on Google. Yeah. Google App Store, and uh, there mm-hmm. is a mm-hmm. Katamari Damacy game it. for your phone. Oh, you have I it? I have it. Okay, and all I, right. But I don't open it because I, I got stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw that and immediately, immediately I thought, I, I, I need Katamari to tell Shannon. I love Katamari Like, it's yeah. the most ridiculous and easy game. Well, but it's coming like, out on... so funny. Now you have that, to buy a Switch. The king of the universe is so abusive to his son. <laughs> uh, in tabletop, uh, Night Models, they do the uh, upcoming Harry Potter game that actually looks amazing. Uh, they just took their Batman miniature game that Shannon, I think, would lose his mind for, and they've started doing prepackaged boss boxes. So you get an entire Riddler crew. So it's the Riddler uh, and a bunch of goons wearing question mark T-shirts. Uh, what I love about how Night Models is handling this, though, is they don't just handle one particular side of Batman. 
They've got a Batman 66 miniature set. They've got a Ben Affleck miniature oh. set. But what they did with the Riddler box set that I love is they uh, he had a henchman in the 66, uh, a very uh, cool-looking brunette lady with the beehive hairdo and the, and the cat eye glasses. Mm-hmm. They put her in his, in his box. Thank so that's nice. a great little detail. Those are available in your local game shop. And uh, if you haven't pre-ordered the Harry Potter miniature game, which I don't know how they got the likenesses on these miniatures, but they're kind of terrifying, uh, you can pre-order those at your local game store, too. Terrifying in a good way. Is what oh, saying. they're phenomenal. Yeah. They're absolutely phenomenal. I mean, like, it's... Remember how bad they were when they first came out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 scary because, I mean, I know they're doing laser scanning and stuff, but they couldn't have done that with these kids because they're all adults now. Yeah. So, you know, the, the likeness on the Emma Watson, Hermione Granger is fantastic. And because the world is changing and becoming a potentially better place, they didn't hypersexualize her. So, huzzah! <laughs> All right, that's good. Uh, Mr. B, if you would, please. Ding a ling a ling a ling. Hams. Sometimes we get hams and we eat more of them. Ding. <laughs>